everybody. Welcome back to Kicking in the Second Half, Kish YZ. I'm here to break down or review, go over the first series of the Western Conference semifinals, which is round two of the NBA playoffs for 2021. This is going to be the Denver Nuggets, the number three seed in the West versus the number two seed in the West, the Phoenix Suns. And I would like to say that both of these teams from last year to this year, they've been consistent overall, but both of these teams were teams that last year showed up in the playoffs, uh, specifically in the bubble as well. Um, just two teams that exceeded expectations all around uh, Denver with their run in the playoffs. They went all the way to the Western Conference Finals, you know, seven game series after seven game series pushing. The only difference from last year to this year is so far they haven't gone seven games, but they also had Jamal Murray last year, one of the key cogs to that team. And they're without him for the remainder of the playoffs, however long they last through uh, the, the remainder of the playoffs or through this series. They're not going to have him. And then looking at Phoenix last year with their bubbles, they uh, the bubble run there. Sorry, they had um, they they went eight and zero as far as the resume of the regular season leading up to the playoffs. And you know they added Chris Paul, a veteran. Obviously, that we're seeing him have tremendous impact on this team, and that's why they were ranked number two at the end of the regular season. But, yeah, both of these teams exceeded expectations last year in the playoffs or in the regular season resume of the uh, – in the bubble, sorry. And now we're seeing that both of these teams are competing against each other in the West. So, you know, there can only be one winner. So let's see what you all think about who is going to come out of this series. Leave in the comments. Who do you want to see make it out or who you're rooting for in this series? And also, if you uh, like the video, give us a thumbs up. And if you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe. And if you are subscribed, thank you. And please share. But um, yeah, let's go into two of the main things in this series are going to be, in my opinion, the two floor generals. We have a floor general with CP3 for Phoenix. You know, floor general basically is a, a person, a, a teammate that when he is on the floor, he basically makes everybody else around him better uh, on his team. So Chris Paul definitely exemplifies that uh, all the time. You know, he's very consistent with that. You know, he elevates the level of play of, of people around him you know, through his passing, through his playmaking ability, or even through his floor spacing. But just his knowledge of the game and the attitude, the approach of the game, uh, his leadership, his mentorship, and just the way that he could replace, he's just a high IQ basketball player. And we also see that with Jokic, Jokic being in a totally different position, playing center versus Chris Paul being the point guard. But for Denver, Jokic basically does the same thing. He elevates the team. He might not be as vocal as Chris Paul, but he definitely does have a vocal presence with this team. And he leads the team in the right direction, making the right plays and getting others involved. As we see when he posts all the triple-doubles in the regular season, I'm sure he'll get uh, at least one triple-double in this series, I would assume. And, yeah, like I say, he just makes everybody else around him better. So, you know, he, he elevates the game and elevates his team as a whole. So to see both of these guys do it in two different positions, that's pretty awesome to see in this matchup because I think they both exemplify what a true floor general does and can bring to the team on any given night. But let's start off with Denver. Denver for me, obviously, I just mentioned uh, Jokic, but I want to mention him again because not only is he a floor general, he's basically going to be most likely the MVP of this season, and he's definitely playing at the MVP level. 
I mean, he was playing at MVP level earlier in the season. And then after Jamal Murray got injured, he's still playing at that level. And he got them to be the third seed in the, in the West, which is incredible there. So he's just keep making strides, in my opinion, as far as his impact to his team. Obviously, the numbers are one thing, but to have your team in a winning position and, and to end it where they did in the regular season without Jamal Murray and then to come out of the first round when I was expecting Portland because of the health of their situation, like, OK, this is a hungry team. They're determined they should have the upper hand here and uh, which ultimately should win them the series. And, you know, Jokic won that series in six games. So, you know, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets there. And then Jokic, if, you know, if he ultimately becomes the MVP of the league this season. But, yeah, he's still going to keep carrying the load, and that's what we expect from an MVP type of caliber player, not just the regular season, but also in the playoffs. And then also let's look at his teammate, MPJ, Michael Porter Jr., if you're not too familiar with the abbreviation there. You know, he's going to be facing tougher defense, in my opinion. Uh, he had a, a great series performance against the Portland Trailblazers. And, you know, they have some uh, pretty good defenders there. But I think with this, with, uh, you know, a person in particular, if I'm looking at the Phoenix Suns and McCall Bridges, I think he's one that can match up pretty well as far as, you know, some of that height difference that uh, MPJ might have as an advantage to him in some other matchups. I think this one would be a little bit tougher for him. And Phoenix has great defense this season. They had great defense last season as well. But um, I think it's going to be a little bit tougher for him. But once again, you know, this is the opportunity that he needs and wants to be able to shoot and score more, you know, being basically the number two option behind Jokic by force, not by choice here. But, you know, he's definitely got to put up the shots and look for great shots and keep improving his game. No different than what I mentioned in other players in other series when, you know, every game matters here and this it will continue his development, whether he becomes a number two option down the road when Jamal Murray uh, basically reclaims his position on the team as a starting point guard and, you know, usually the number two option behind Jokic or if MPJ goes elsewhere down the road in the future, you know, everything in this part of his career, especially when it comes to playoffs, is a building block and we're going to see him either break or build as time goes, and this is another series to prove, you know, what he's capable of or what he might be lacking, which he would need to improve on, on the, in the off season. So, you know, either way it's a benefit for him, but yeah, let's keep an eye on MPJ just because I think the defense is tougher, but that doesn't mean he shouldn't still be shooting for around 20 points a game in this series. But um, the X factor for me for Denver is going to be Paul Millsap. So I wanted to make something interesting here. And I think it's Paul Millsap just because he's the, you know, one of the main veterans on the team, like he's the guy that they've had on the team for several years now. And he's just going to bring that grit that they need because you're talking about some of the veterans that they have over there on the Phoenix side, not just Chris Paul, but you also talk about that they have um, Jay Crowder as well. So a guy who has uh, a leadership quality about himself as far as uh, veteran presence and playoff experience. I think Paul Millsap would definitely provide that here. And, you know, he had some uh, decent games in the last series. So I think he'll be looking to replicate some of that in this series when needed. And I think they're going to need him more often than not, in my opinion. But that doesn't mean he's going to start, of course. But I think that when he's on the court, it's going to be vital. So keep an eye out for that. So that's my X factor there for this series for Denver. So let's move on to Phoenix. We'll break this down for Phoenix. In my opinion, Devin Booker, he's playing with that Mamba mentality. 
And, you know, that mama mentality just forces you to be better than what you think you could be to, to play every moment like it's your last moment and to leave it all on the floor. And, you know, I, I want to go ahead and call this bubble book or if that makes any sense uh, or bubble booker because of last year when he was in the bubble and they went eight and oh, you know, he was definitely carrying all of that load there. The majority of the, the bulk of that load and what we just saw with them when they destroyed the Lakers in the last series, even though they were shorthanded and not hundred percent healthy, he did what he needed to do. It doesn't matter. You don't take your, your foot off the gas. When it comes to competition, you compete to win. And that's what we're seeing here. And he even mentioned that he was thinking about Kobe this you know, that last game, especially being in Staples Center in game six. But, I mean, he had a tremendous game five. I mean, this guy's just – is on his way. And, you know, I might have made a mistake when I was comparing uh, upcoming Kobe's, who I thought had that Kobe mentality. I put – you know, I thought Brandon Ingram could show some of that just because of his size. But um, Devin Booker definitely has that mentality. Now, he might not look like he has that same type of scoring – um style like Kobe as far as like the gracefulness but he hasn't in his own way you know this guy can definitely score so but that mentality is there so you know don't don't overlook it by the way the form looks but just think about it as far as how he approaches the game and what he does to get his team in a winning situation and definitely having Chris Paul there to edge you on and, and to and to keep you focused in the game when you're you're slipping would definitely help him to stay stable and keep consistent but Devin Booker is always going to have a hand in any game he plays in the playoffs from here on. Uh, I think that's just going to be part of his DNA. So he doesn't want to lose. And, you know, you could, you could just see that. So he's definitely going to have some big games in the series. Every game should be a big game for him in my opinion, but we're going to see like exceptional games where we're going to, you know, talk about it like we did game five for uh, the Lakers as well. But uh, Cameron Payne, is another guy to watch out for. Um, unfortunately, I didn't watch too many games of the Denver Nuggets, but without Jamal Murray there, I would say that it's probably hard for them to defend some of the point guard positions. Uh, I know the Lakers uh, particularly don't do well against uh, high-profile point guards, but, um, you know, not saying that Cameron Payne is by far a high-profile point guard, but, you know, he's still developing his uh, full set of skills, but the display that he put on against the Lakers. I think he can replicate some of that against the Denver Nuggets here, uh, especially coming off the bench. He will give them a surge. So look for him to uh, do some damage there. And, you know, he's going to be another key guy as far as adding to that depth there. Um, I want to also shout out to Cameron Johnson as well, because I think he could definitely contribute here, um, you know, in, in a different, different ways as well. I think he got some good, run time in the first series against the Lakers that can carry over into this. But um, my X factor, my X factor is actually not a surprising X factor because I just, I just wanted to be straight up and real and go with Chris Paul. CP3 is the X factor here for me for Phoenix. And part of this is because of the breaking news of what has come about in the news over the last week during that Lakers series is that Chris Paul has opted out or is going to opt out of his, uh, I guess his, extension or whatever you want to call it uh what's a better term for it? i guess it's not his extension it's his um i guess his opt-in he's going to opt out of that last year i'm assuming it's probably a player option there i guess that's actually what it is is a player option so uh, the news is that he wants to opt out of that and he wants to look to sign a deal doesn't say if it's definitely going to be in phoenix but he wants to sign a deal of around three years for a hundred million so you know roughly if you're estimating that's in the range of, you know, 
$32, 36000000 million a year. It, it kind of increments, uh, you know, up a little bit every year. So maybe 30 to 36, but basically on average, $33.3 million a year uh, for three years is the contract he's look, looking to get this summer. So for me, if you're going ahead and put that out there without getting too far in the playoffs, you have a shoulder injury, you know, people are going to definitely look at your age and then look at the shoulder injury along with other injury histories and see how much is it worth, is it worth paying him a hundred million dollars for basically what could possibly be the last three years of him playing like this uh, level or in the league in general, depending on how many more injuries he has. So that's something to look out for. So in my opinion, with that being said, he needs to prove his value even more. I mean, he's already proved the value enough, but the Phoenix Suns have to get out of this round. They have to beat Denver. They have to be better than Denver. Denver shorthanded. So you have to look better than Jokic because you were a player that was in the talks for MVP, not one of the finalists, but you have to definitely show your worth here because you're wanting to put on a performance from the playoffs, all these games on that way you can get paid in the summer. So that's why I'm particularly putting him as the X factor for Phoenix is because you got to prove your worth for whatever future you have, whether it be with the Phoenix Suns or another team. So with all that being said, my prediction for this series would have to be Phoenix in six games. I did this with the Blazers, but I'm going to do it with Phoenix six games because, you know, Jokic is an MVP caliber player. So I feel like he's going to get at least one game, but obviously in this, if it's a six game series, uh, he would get two games. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to say one of those games is just them trying to figure out figure out how to beat Jokic as far as what they have to do to stop him or slow him down. I don't think you can really stop him unless he got injured, and I don't wish injury on anybody. So they would just have to recalibrate their game plan, not saying that they would lose game one, that Phoenix would lose game one, but uh, Jokic would definitely get a game just because of his skill set and then, and then another game just because they uh, initially didn't figure out how – to adjust for how he plays or how he adjusted against their play style going into the game. But I would also have to say, I did this with the Mavs Clippers series that if this game goes, if this series, sorry, goes seven games that I would just have to give it to the Denver Nuggets. They like those seven game series. They like to grind it out and push everything to, to the brink. It's not over till it's over. Uh, I know that's a little cliche, but that's how they roll. So, you know, like I said, Phoenix and six is what I got, but if it goes seven, don't be, don't be, uh, you know, surprised if Denver takes that serious because it did go seven games. So once again, thank you all for watching this video. If you like it, give us a thumbs up, please subscribe if you haven't. And if you have, please share. Also, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow us there at KishYZ, K-I-S-H underscore YZ, and look for the audio only versions of our podcast and these playoff videos I've been posting as well on like Spotify, Anchor.fm, Breakers, Google Podcasts, Overcast. Uh, I might be missing a couple, but yeah, just search us out under KishYZ. And once again, everybody, thanks for kicking in the second half. Peace and love.